Hello, everyone, and welcome to the debut edition as WrestleNet Radio and the Asylum present Maximum Gold. I love that name. Nate Maxson here with Mr. David Gold. How are we doing out there? I love gold. I'm doing great. <laughs> Thanks for having gold. me. Yes. Now, yes, yours was way be... better. Mine was trash. <laughs> <laughs> this is going to be a weekly show that David and I are going to do for WrestleNet Radio and, of course, powered by the Asylum Wrestling Podcast and the Asylum Wrestling Store, where we're just going to get together every week and just shoot the shit, you know, talk about wrestling, talk about movies, TV, whatever we feel like talking about that this week. And I'm really looking forward to the show and the radio station um, you know, and, and I don't, I don't mean to toot my own horn or try to hog the spotlight here, but just really quick, the, the way I've been thinking about this is there are a million wrestling podcasts out there, a million, everybody, your, 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 uh, your goofy neighbor is in his mom's basement right now recording a wrestling podcast. But to my knowledge, WrestleNet Radio is the only 24 seven wrestling talk radio station. And we're going to get that off the ground and thank all of you for supporting us right from the beginning. And I nod like they can see me, like <laughs> an agreement. Well, it's it's the it's the whole thing where we're so used to being live on Facebook or whatever. You just you just assume that it, people mm-hmm. are watching, you know. But uh, I'm I'm really excited about this, David, and um, working together with you and the asylum and and all of us together. I think it's going to be a big success. Oh, I, I can't wait to to hog people's channels for eight hours, like. Uh, <laughs> Which show is once this? I, like, this is the Gold Maximum show. It's not the Maximum Gold show. Damn it. <laughs> this is the Come Gold on. Marathon show. <laughs> yeah. I guess yeah. to start the show, before we went on the air, we were talking about the uh, the releases this week by the WWE, um, which usually comes around WrestleMania, just after WrestleMania time. They, uh, they cut the fat, if you will, or what they perceive as cutting the fat. But the biggest surprise to me... With Samoa Joe, I, I I really did not see that one coming. I don't think any of us did, um, and I think the fact that he has done, I mean, unless something comes out later on that states that he wanted to get back in the ring and maybe that wasn't the direction that WWE wanted to go, I can understand that, and maybe they agreed to part ways. But mm-hmm. other than that, the job that he did doing the commentating and stuff is going to be missed. Um I think he brought a lot to the table. He knew he has the knowledge of the in-ring work. And honestly, if he didn't get injured, I think his push should have been better than it was. I know his matches against Brock Lesnar was pretty was pretty great. Um, but I, I was super. I was surprised by a lot of these names. And when we run them down, I'm super shocked. And um, a lot of deserving people and nobody wants to lose their job. So I'm going to go on record by saying that anybody who gets released, they had an honor and a privilege to wrestle in a WWE ring. I've never been in a WWE ring. I've been in one ring in my life. Um, other than when I wrestled as a child mm-hmm. uh, in backyard wrestling, which does not count because we didn't know what the hell we were doing. We were just hurting ourselves. Um, but other than that, any of these people, whether you like them or not, whether you thought they're good or great, or whether you think, you know, they weren't going to make it to begin with, hated their character, whatever, they wrestled in the WWE, and that's top notch. So, yeah. and I feel bad for any of them. And again, like you said, you don't want anybody to lose their job. There's a couple of people on this list I wasn't a fan of, but I don't like to see anybody, you know, lose their job. What I will say about Joe is post NXT, WWE never really. Never really knew how to use Joe. Let's be honest. Um, his NXT run I thought was fantastic, but once he got to the main roster, he always just seemed lost in the shuffle to me. And that guy is so unbelievably super stupid talented that I mean, go back and watch those matches with Kurt Angle from TNA. I, you guys, or everybody knows, I'm not a huge AJ TNA Styles. fan. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. But that those that series of yeah, like you said, with with and and uh, oh, he had that pay per view match with Chris Daniels. I think it was that TNA or ROH. I can't remember. But anyway, sure he so did both good. actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so they did good. both. Such, such a talent, and even if he wasn't wrestling, such a talent to somebody like you said to have to be in the booth and have the knowledge to uh, 
to call the matches. Um, Chelsea Green, hey, big announcement here concerning this young lady that David. Oh, and just, just for clarity, his... since, since I want to make sure our show is right on facts, they wrestled in, at they wrestled in both TNA mm-hmm. and they wrestled on a on what they call pure brutality at Ring of Honor, and they've okay. actually wrestled in tag matches against each other too. So it looks like they've wrestled a lot. Him and Christopher Daniels. Mm-hmm. I just I, I remember one match sticking out in my head, and I couldn't remember which promotion it took place in. Because sometimes <laughs> the mud, the 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 um, uh, waters get a little muddy up here in this wrestling brain of mine. But yeah. um, just as we're recording the show, David made the announcement in the asylum that Chelsea Green is going to be coming to the virtual asylum. Yeah, it's a it's a big deal. Um, you know, I think I honestly, I think if they let her use her character from TNA, Mesty, I like mm-hmm. to call it, I think it would have been, I think she would have been way over. Um, I'm not saying she wasn't over, um, but I think that would have been a great gimmick to have. And also, they could have utilized her during this feud that uh, Alexa Bliss and The Fiend are having. Imagine if they brought Chelsea up and had her be The Fiend's new puppet. So to speak, right, right, um, and that he, probably like, would have went very well. That could have been a good, uh, and you could have done a certain version of that messy gimmick by doing that. Yeah, that would have been cool. Um, the let me see here. The next one that I have listed is Tucker, another guy that W again. I hate to keep pounding the the drum here, but another guy that WWE misused when they first broke up Otis and Tucker, you could have gone in so many different directions with that guy. He he's, he's a, he's a good looking heel, you know, as far as kind of a, not a monster, but a big dude that you and I'm not saying you could have strapped the rocket to him, but I think he could have been a decent mid card heel instead. What they, their feud lasted like two weeks and then they just dropped it. It's, it's, it's twofold. Not only did they break up heavy machinery to have Tucker kind of float away after he kind of turned on Otis, but then you took the money in the bank away from Otis, and now he's been kind of buried away. I know mm-hmm. he's been back with Chad Gable and all that, but in my humble opinion, you could have done exactly what you're doing with the Viking Raiders right now. You could have yeah. had him and Tucker make a comeback and built that tag division. Um, there's nothing wrong. I think they viewed it as – we have a lot of tag teams that are we feel are built and, and wrestled the same. And maybe that's why they chose Viking Raiders versus Heavy Machinery, and then they put kind of Otis with Gable. But Tucker was skilled. He was good on the mic. His heel turn, he had some good heel heat. But then two weeks, yeah. he didn't build it enough. Like, it would have been great mm-hmm. to – Honestly, they, when they gave the money in the bank back to The Miz, I'm not saying The Miz didn't deserve it. He's had a great run the last year and a half. But on the other token, imagine had Tucker beat Otis for that money in the bank. That would have right. taken people by surprise. So another surprise release. Um, I think Tucker will be good in the indies. I think an ROH or a TNA run would be in his future. And I think if Otis ever you know, comes in the indie circuit, those two should team back up. Oh, definitely. Yeah. They were sure. a good team that they were a good team that d- didn't, you know, other than if it's the new day, WWE doesn't let teams stay together long enough anymore, you know, to, to have that um, where they're, they're associated with each other and the team is remembered. You don't, there's so many teams in the past 15 years that when I say this guy teamed with this guy, you'd say, I don't even remember that, you know, because they just, they put people together for like three months and then they break them up other than the new day. Um, I mean, I guess they let the bar stay together for quite some time. The bar Um, was awesome too. They ruined Can you imagine if they, right now they're giving Cesaro and Sheamus some really nice single runs. And I appreciate the hell out of that because they both deserve Mm -hmm. it. But can you imagine if they gave them that type of tag run together as well? Oh, boy. It would have been monumental. So Mm -hmm. not to go off on a different, you know, tangent. but uh, It's our our show. We can do what we want over (laughs) here. Kalisto kind of surprised me on the release list. Um, I I did not – that's another one. I didn't really see that one coming um, along with Samoa Joe just because – 
Um, Lucha Houch, House Party. Houch Party. Lucha, Lucha Couch Party. Um, <laughs> That's us. <laughs> the Lucha Couch Party. We sit from the couch. Yeah. Yes. It's the sofa plancha. Um, they, 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 they seem to constantly have those guys on TV and they always kind of kept them in your mind. So, and I, I'm wondering if, you know, some of these were mutual. I, you never, I mean, I'm sure the story will come out later when, when they start doing interviews and stuff, but Callisto uh, kind of surprised me that, uh, that he's gone. He should have been in a feud for the NXT cruiserweight title. Um, that would have been some good matches. Uh, he was misused. He's been misused for years. Um, one of those you could have had an, I'm not saying he would have been as great as Rey Mysterio. That's not what I'm saying, but I think you could have, and I don't know his mic skills. I know Ray has some mic skills, so I don't right. know what Kalisto's are, um, because they haven't really let him use the mic much. Um, but I, I see if AEW starts really building a cruiserweight division, that would be a solid pickup for them. I know they have a loaded roster as is, but can you imagine if they had you know built that cruiserweight? Or if TNA, X Division, Kalista would mm-hmm. do amazing in, if they, in X Division. And I haven't been watching TNA lately, so you can correct me. Is there an X Division anymore? There is. Now, I haven't watched TNA um, well, Majewski always likes to call me the old man screaming at the cloud, which is fine. Um, but I haven't watched TNA since they had a murder happen in the ring. I was like, I'm done. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't, I but I know, I, I know as of, as of last I checked, cause I do still, you know, I'd like to keep up. So I do still read their TV reports and stuff. Um, I can't remember who the X division champion is though, but yeah, that title's still around. Man, Austin Aries back in the day. He really oh, that division yeah. was so good. You had Austin Aries, you had um low Jay key. Lethal, low key. Um God, just the, the man and it wasn't was James Storm and Rude in the X Division at one point? I'm not I can't remember, but I think they I don't think so. I don't yeah. think so. I know AJ and Chris Daniels both were I mean AJ and Chris Daniels were like the impetus of the of the X Division. And then um Oh, what was damn it. What was that dude's name? Primetime Elix Skipper. Primetime Elix Skipper. Yep, that Skipper guy was good. that guy was a that guy was amazing. I don't know what was what that other guy who career. came in. What was the other guy who came in with ECW um, in WWE? Uh, D'Angelo. I can't remember his name. Oh, he, uh, he did the backstabber finisher type of type deal. Yes. Um, that, 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 yeah, D'Angelo De Niro. Yeah, he was great in the X Division. I mean, mm-hmm. TNA, I mean, WWE really missed the ball on him, too. Um, yeah, he was I mean, Elijah now, Burke. He was yeah. Elijah Burke in the WWE. And don't get me wrong, I probably was one of the only one that was a fan of the new blood versus the old blood, had it been done correctly, um, when mm-hmm. they brought the ECW originals back and they had him feuding against them at uh, WrestleMania. Um, but, yeah, the, the X Division was awesome. That Kalisto would do great anywhere he goes. I mean, he can go to Lucha, too. Lucha Underground, and he'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. Bo Dallas, who was uh, suspected to be involved in the Fiend storyline, but I guess not. <laughs> He's, uh, he, was, he was on the list as well. I think Bray just lost some weight. Good for him. Mm. Um, not that he was, you know, fat to begin with. The dude's in good shape and, and – I never seen a guy that can crawl like that on his hands and feet um, like a spider. Um, I think Bo was used properly in NXT, and if I'm not mistaken, he was one of the longest reigning NXT champions, um, and was used properly. And his debut was amazing, but then mm-hmm. after that, it fizzled. And then for whatever reason, they just did. I mean, the B team. I mean, that was okay. Don't get me wrong, but I think there was a lot of potential with Bo. I think they could have even done a new Wyatt family with Bo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we would let him grow his beard. You know, he was already bulking up. You could see he was getting a little bigger when he was in the B team. He was putting on some more mm-hmm. muscle. Um, not that he needed to. I mean, you could have kept him the same size. I mean, Daniel Bryan was in the Wyatt family for all of one night. But um, I think that was a waste. And I hope to see Bo in the future, but I just don't know what gimmick he would do. And to to what you said, 
in NXT in those early like fledgling days of NXT when it first became a brand, he was uh, was he the first NXT champion? I can't remember, but what I do remember is his gimmick was super over to the even to the point where it was so cool the audience participation they would turn their back on him like the whole audience would turn their back to him when he came out to start his match and everything like he had that audience in the palm of his hand with his gimmick and it's so funny because you go through a lot of these people and you say oh in nxt they were used properly and then they came to the main roster and not so much that's why i don't ever want adam cole to go to the main roster ever until vince is dead because I don't, I just don't have faith that if he went to the main roster, he would be used properly. Never went. He's my favorite wrestler in the world right now, and I just don't want him to get Nakamura. Honestly, that's that's uh, a little harsh. I'd say Vince retires. <laughs> okay, yeah, all right, Vince retires. Or well, Vince see, that's steps the thing, down. Though. I don't, I don't, the, I like Vince, but I don't like him. Well, no, <laughs> I guess I should. I good. I guess I should say that was a compliment because I don't think Vince McMahon's ever going to retire. He's that kind of guy. I think Vince McMahon just one day is not going to be alive anymore, and that's going to be his retirement. Vince is going to run that crap till he dies. And you know? Bo beat Bo Bo beat Biggie Langston to win the title. So okay, okay. And he won the belt, and uh, they uh, I guess the fans were starting to uh, you know get a little anxious because he was uh, you know he had the belt because he he won the belt. Um, on June 12th, and he didn't lose it again until February to uh, mm-hmm. Neville. So he had the belt for a long time. Uh, February, uh, June to February. I mean, that's not too long, but it's still a decent time to hold the belt. So, mm-hmm. And like I said, I remember it being, I remember him having great heel heat. And now that you mentioned Big E, I remember them feuding over the title when it all first started. So, um, definitely, I think a loss for WWE there and definitely will be a gain for another promotion. Um, Wesley Blake. I think Wesley Blake is super, super underrated. Like some of those matches he was having in the cruiserweight division, what late last year, late, not late last year, late 2019. Cause there was still an audience at the time. So it would have been 2019 Man, he was tearing down the house with Neville for the cruiserweight title. Good God. Get 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 your hands on this guy AEW because you him and Pac can uh, can give you some really good matches. Well, let's not forget his uh, tag his tag run with uh, Murphy, Buddy Murphy. Yeah, yeah, Buddy that Murphy. was awesome. And then his stuff with Steve Cutler was good. Um, mm-hmm. The Forgotten Sons was good. I mean, it's just I enjoyed. I don't. I just don't think he wasn't given the opportunity that he should have been given. Um, it's just as simple as that. I mean, this whole list, we can go through and say the same thing, not used, not used, not used. But I guess also if we were talent coordinators, bookers, slash writers, it would be hard to utilize such a large roster. I get that. Yeah, but- and that, yeah, and that, that is true. But one thing where I will say is WWE has what, how many brands? I mean – and I get what you're saying too. You know, it's just like WCW. WCW had at one point like 250 wrestlers on under contract, but they were only featuring 60 of them on TV. You know, so you, you get to a point where it's like, well, I can't. What, you're going to need to start cleaning toilets or something because I can't justify your salary at this. All point. right, your gimmick is cleaning toilets. Your gimmick is building sinks. <laughs> right, you get to be part of the ring crew. There you go. You're the. <laughs> hey, I would build rings if I could get. If I could, I would build me some rings. So, for sure, the uh, an act that I was not a fan of, but again, like we say, we don't want anybody to lose their job. It's it's sad. I was not a big fan of the Iconics, um, but I think both of them are on the list too, right? Yeah, Billy Kane, Peyton Royce, what a mm-hmm. first, first, uh, not first, but long. I think they had the tag belts almost, probably not as long now as um, Jackson Baszler. Jackson, well, I couldn't. I'm, I don't understand why I had a brain fart there. <laughs> <It's all right. laughs> um, but yeah, I think their reign is actually less now. But they held those belts for a while. I believe they won them at WrestleMania. Was it against Bliss and Cross? Did they beat uh, was it was it Banks and Bailey? 
Oh, Banks and Bailey it was. You're right. You're right. Yeah. I know Bliss and, Bliss and Cross held it for a little while, too. Um, mm-hmm. But, but um, I think the stuff they were doing with them individually and in the speech that she had before WrestleMania, or was it during WrestleMania, uh, it was really good. I thought they were going to actually start pushing them as singles competitors, but I just don't think they should have split them up to begin with. Right. Um, they could have been the next Bella Twins, and I know a lot of people are like, man – I get it, but look at the heel heat that Bella's got. And mm-hmm. you, you might not have thought they did the best in-ring work, or you might not have thought highly of the Bellas, but their heel heat, and then when Nikki turned heel and held the women's belt for that long and cheated a lot to win, and then the twin magic to cheat all the time, that's the type of heel heat you want. And if you go, oh, I hate them, that means they're doing their job. <laughs> You know, right. as as kids, there was people I hated, not personally, for you know, just their character. Mm-hmm. And that means they're doing their job. And I think they should have been a good heel tag team that should have stayed that way. And I think they were just ruined. And then they were separated, and they just didn't have any direction for either of them. And that tends to be the case a lot with WWE booking now, which we could do a whole episode on that on on the method of of booking that wwe does a writing team of people that aren't wrestling people is never going to write a really good wrestling show because there's not going to be i I don't know i'm not gonna i'm not we're sticking on the topic nate stay on the topic Um, i think we should do our next episode on rewriting we get to each pick one like wrestlemania that we can rewrite the entire card that would be fun awesome Writing that down right now. <laughs> I love that idea. You already know which one I'm redoing, right? <laughs> yes, I, yes, I do. <laughs> it's WrestleMania nine. <laughs> I was going to say it's not eight and it's not ten. <laughs> well, ten could have been done better too. I um, probably would have had Luger win the belt and then lose it to Brett, but that's me. Um, I think at that point, Vince. The shine came off of Luger. Vince, did, Vince didn't see him as a star anymore. Like if I'm when I watch that all that whole period in chronological order, you can kind of tell after Survivor Series '93, it was like all of a sudden Vince didn't have that twinkle in his eye for Lex Luger anymore. You know, he's like, I think right, they should have given gonna... him his life, though. I think they should have given him his moment and given mm-hmm. him the belt, even if it was for three hours or two hours, however right. many hours it was before the main event. Um, and I, I love the fact I, that they had Brett lose to Owen. That was perfect writing. Mm-hmm. Perfect. And I'm, Owen's I'm walking around, I beat the champ. I beat the champ. I loved it. You know? <laughs> I, I'm I'm telling you right now, and I know we're, <laughs> we're fantasy booking, but it's our show, like I said. <laughs> yeah. I, I, my favorite Lex Luger is the Lex Luger – in WCW in nineteen ninety and nineteen ninety one, when he was the heel Lex Luger with Harley Race and blah blah blah. That Lex Luger at from when he turned on Ricky Steamboat until he left for the WWF is my favorite Lex Luger. And I think that if the WWF after WrestleMania would have turned him on Brett and just let him start wearing like blue and green tights or something and let him just go back to that that Lex Luger heel character, um Money. I think he would have been, he would have, I don't think he ever would have left for WCW because I think if Vince would have used him as that heel, not the narcissist, which was a generic, boring character, but if he just would have used him as Lex Luger, like they did in the WCW, his whole WWF story would have been different, I think. You know what? It would have been good because I know they probably wouldn't have gotten Harley Race over there to manage him. They could have used Freddie Blassie. Yeah. He would have been a good heel manager for Luger at that time. Mm-hmm. But I think they tried they, they, they tried the narcissist and narcissist, narcissist, however you want to pronounce it. Um, <laughs> I think they felt that wasn't working. It, the vein, but they didn't give it a long enough chance. And I can tell you right now, I hated it, Luger. So it was working. Mm-hmm. Like I hated the mirrors, <laughs> but that intro was awesome. And I think yeah. they should have they should have went with it longer. So most definitely, um, I think the last person on the release list is unless I'm missing someone on my list is Mojo Raleigh. I think since the Andre the Giant Battle Royal Memorial Battle Royal, 
they didn't really use Mojo. Um, they mm-hmm. didn't have a place for him. They tried his heel run, you know, where he turned on um, – damn, what's that guy's name? <laughs> he played the tight end oh. for the Buccaneers. Uh, um, Gronk. 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 Where yeah. he went heel on Gronk. <laughs> I still haven't bought that elite yet. I probably will just because I'm a collector, but I I, mm-hmm. I couldn't think of a hundred figures better that could have been made. Um, <laughs> no offense to Gronk at all. I mean, but they just didn't have anything for Raleigh, and they didn't do anything with Raleigh. He's a Maryland born, from where I am, Maryland born, mm-hmm. and I thought he was really starting to catch some ground. But they didn't. And then they brought. Didn't they have the promo packages where he would do interviews? as a heel yeah. and it looked like he was yeah. returning again and then he just never returned. Mm-hmm. And they, I mean, yeah, I remember those cause they gave you like the flash of him in a suit or whatever. And he was kind of, and then, yeah, like you said, it just disappeared and then he gone. So I don't know. I, and I don't, he's a guy and I could be totally off base, but he's one of those guys that I see not, I don't think he'll stay in the wrestling business. Um, he seems like one of those guys that'll probably branch out into something else. Um, I just, I don't see him winding up in another wrestling promotion. I, and I could be, t- like I said, I could be off base, but doesn't seem like, doesn't seem like I, 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 I think he'll be one of those guys you see, I don't know, go to Hollywood or do some kind of sports casting or something to that effect. Um, as opposed to going to AEW, TNA or what have you. Yeah. he might do, uh, I can agree with that. He probably might go do like a Batista round, get in a Marvel movie or something. The dude's got the mm-hmm. the, the attitude, so yeah. You can't blame him for not being used appropriately or kind of not having a spot for him, though. So, mm-hmm. in my book, I don't feel like he was used all the way. I can't say if it was properly or improperly because they never gave him a chance, right? At least from what I've seen. Now, if there's more matches I haven't seen, I'll do some research. I'll stand corrected. I'm sh- I've seen a couple of his matches, and I know he did a lot of flying tackles and forearms and a lot of the you know stuff that like football players would do, kind of like a Gronk. Yeah, yeah he, he. I was going to say know. he wrestled. He wrestled like a Steve Williams or a Jim Duggan style. You know, like a football player turned wrestler style. Yeah. yeah. Well, now that we've discussed the releases of WWE. It's time for the main event of the show. We decided we wanted to go over what we think are the five funniest movies personally. It's such a hard list to make. It's such a hard, because, you know, you're like, nope, I want to take that one off. Nope. And then if I made this list next Tuesday, I might make a different list, (laughs) you know. But um, one thing I will say to qualify my list is because I am a huge fan of Mel Brooks and a huge fan of Monty Python. I could have just taken those movies and made them my top. So I just picked one Mel Brooks and one Monty Python. However, the Mel Brooks movie that I picked, I do think is the funniest movie ever made. So oh boy, so our being, list might be the same. What's the first one? You want me to go first? Okay. Yeah, we'll do one. The, each. Fir- the first one I have here is, Yes, it is, and don't call me Shirley. Airplane. God airplane. damn! Well, that's on my list too. <laughs> is it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this, this is going to be a short segment. <laughs> airplane Man, was on my list too. So there you go. There's I, our first ones each. <laughs> I don't know how many times a day, a day, I quote that movie. Like you have a stressful situation at work, and you're like, I picked the wrong day to quit huffing glue. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. such a funny movie. It's yeah. the, the shit's gonna hit the fan, and then the shit actually hits the fan. There's so many great gags in that movie. Leslie Nielsen has to be quite frankly one of the best actors ever. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, he took parody and made it what it is today. That, yes. that the second one was good too. Don't get me wrong, but it wasn't as good as the first. And I believe they made a low budget third one that had different actors and actresses in it. So I think that you're one, right. Yeah, that one wasn't any good um, as his life. But that airplane was on my list. For sure. You said Leslie Nielsen and it's this the movie's not on my list, but it could be. Again, the I think it's the second 
One of my, I don't know why, but this this moment sticks out in my head is one of my favorite Leslie Nielsen moments. I think it's the second um, Naked Gun. Damn it, that's on my they, list. They, is it? Well, okay, all right. They go, they go to the, uh, they go to that uh, jewelry store, or whatever it is, and that that lady's got big bazongas, and she's like, "What is this? Some kind of bust?" And Leslie Nielsen's just like, "Yes, it is, but that's not why we're here." <laughs> Yeah, I like the uh, part when they put on the giant condoms. <laughs> <laughs> and, he, and he, you know, and then the, it's just so great. And then when he forgets to take the microphone off and he's going to the mm-hmm. bathroom and it's like drip, drip. He's like, oh, oops, oops. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and the queen's like, what? The, the, queen, yeah, the, <laughs> the queen's sitting there like, what the fuck is going on? Oh, man. <laughs> I don't know when he drags OJ Simpson on it. He goes over all those bumpy construction. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that movie's great. Yeah. It's gag well, it's gag comedy at its best. It's amazing. I'll do my third one then, since you already named two of mine. And I'm gonna add an extra one since we had the same ones. But mine I think is one of the best comedies ever made, and it's probably gonna be on your list. Robin Hood Men in Tights. That is not on my list. It's not on this list of five. But like I said, anything Mel Brooks mm-hmm. is is inherently. I mean, gentlemen, lend me your ears. That's disgusting. <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> uh, Prince John talking backwards the whole movie. Um, you know, my favorite part of the whole thing is he's like, my dog ran over by a carriage. My goldfish eaten by the cat. My cat choked on the goldfish. <laughs> and he walks in. Before that, he goes and he's like, "Oh my God, you lost your arms in battle! Oh, but you grew some very nice boobs." <laughs> and he's like, "He's like, he says it's the key to the greatest treasure in all the land. May I keep it?" <laughs> we were just that talking whole- the other night. We were just talking the other night about Abe Lincoln. Abe Lincoln? No, Abe Lincoln. And what a what a cast! What a and and uh, uh, Prince John's mole keeps moving. I have a mole. I have a mole. He's like, you guys can blow. They start blowing faster. No, <laughs> blow. He's like, now what from now fantastic. on, everything will be named John's. No, <laughs> great. Greatest, I could watch that a million times. The, I guess I'll just go with my number one since we're talking about Mel Brooks because this is one that I could watch all day, every day. And to I me, bet this one was on my list too. The funniest movie ever made is Blazing Saddles. Okay, good. You didn't pick the other one on my list. All right, cool. Bla- Blazing Saddles to me is the funniest movie ever made for a few reasons. First of all, damn, is it funny? But secondly, I hate stupid, racist, ignorant people. And this entire movie is a commentary on stupid, (laughs) arrogant, racist, and ignorant racist people. And as a matter of fact, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but every joke about black people in that movie was written by Richard Pryor. And every joke about white people in that movie was written by Mel Brooks because they wanted to bring out they wanted to bring out the idea of it, essentially the movie's hilarious, but it's a social commentary, you know. And I, I love the the moment when Gene Wilder wakes up in the jail cell, and he's like, um, the sheriff goes, "Are we awake?" And he goes, "Are we black?" <laughs> and he's like, "We are black. We are awake and very confused." <laughs> And yeah, I mean, there's just so many great lines in that movie. And again, it's not just to me, it's not just a comedy, it's a commentary. And it's, it's you know, it's poking fun at stupid, ignorant people. Anyway, <laughs> but yeah, funniest movie to me ever made. And I wanted to bring it up while we were talking about Mel Brooks movies, because we could also talk about Young Frankenstein. That's on my list. <laughs> but I'll skip Look that, at that one for now. I'm going to go <laughs> to my next one, which is. Don't be a menace to South Central. I drink in juice in the hood. <laughs> oh, what a great movie. What a great yes. movie. <laughs> Wayne's Brothers, 
best comp, one of the best parodies ever made. I think they're making fun of um, Great White Hope. They're making fun of what is the God? I can't remember all the movies, but they're just making fun of all. The, they're just making jokes out of all of it. And unfortunately, some of these movies we get it. For anybody that listens, I do understand that a lot of them might have some undertones in them that would not survive today. Um, Don't be a menace to South Central by drinking juice in the hood has a lot of it. Blazing Saddles Um, does too. Blazing Saddles has a ton of it and I get it, but we're just talking, you know, like, like he said, it's making fun of racist people and Blazing Saddles and which they should be made fun of because no one should judge anybody like that. And Mm -hmm. secondly, don't be a menace makes fun of all. It's kind of like a Dave Chappelle movie, which makes fun of everyone. Yeah. Um, Well, and, and and I mean, I, I guess I won't sugarcoat it. I think that the sanitation, and you know what? I'll tell you what. Most comedians would say this. Dave Chappelle has said this. the The political correctness and the sanitation that has gone on the past what twenty years doesn't allow for comedy anymore, because comedy is a social commentary. You can't. You, if you stifle comedy, you're stifling art, you know, to and, and to social justice warriors that would say they're doing something positive as far as comedy goes. If you if you literally were like this back then, Dave Chappelle wouldn't have had a career. Eddie Murphy wouldn't have had a career. George Carlin wouldn't have had a career. It's not just it, you see what I'm saying? Like it's it's it affects everybody. And comedy especially needs to not have chains on it, you know, but because I I'll be honest with you. I can't, I couldn't even say that there's been a comedy movie made in the past 10 years that would touch, touch my top 50 comedy movies. Yeah. And I think, and I get, I get not going off on a tangent. I get getting rid of some of the stuff like Pepe Le Pew and Speedy Gonzalez and, um, the list could go on. I, I get those. Those need to go. Like the Dave Chappelle did a skit on his show about the Warner Brothers frog. It was hilarious. I get why they got rid of the Warner Brothers frog. I get all of that. That needs to go. That that wasn't done as a social commentary. That wasn't done as poking fun at ignorant people who mm-hmm. are making stupid judgments or doing stupid things that shouldn't have been done or, or mistreating people for the, the, the race and how they are and the color of their skin and their beliefs and all that. The, the, what I'm what we're speaking of is just jokes like Dave Chappelle used to make on his show. Even his stuff wouldn't fly today, unfortunately. And I get that, but mm-hmm. what was your next movie? My next movie. My next- oh, I got to hear myself. My next movie was Raising Arizona. Raising Arizona to me is such a funny movie. He he puts that thing. He puts the he goes to steal the diapers. That whole scene where he's trying to steal the diapers, and uh, he goes up to that counter, and that guy goes, "Boy, you got a panty on your head," because he's got those pantyhose on his head. And I mean, there's mm-hmm. just so many great, great moments in that movie. A Cohen, any Cohen Brothers movie is great, but any, I, I any movie with Randall Cobb in it and John Goodman is. Good. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I loved Randall Cobb in like uh, Ernest Goes to Jail, and he's been in a lot of parody movies. He's great. I I quote uh, I quote Nicolas Cage from raising Arizona a lot of times when like, you know, when Kendall tells me, no, we're not going to do that. Or no, you're not going to do that. I'd be like, but honey, you know, like, (laughs) just, I I love that. I love that movie. It's a great movie. Since you named a bunch of them on my list, before (laughs) we go to your next one, I'm going to pick one that, um, I got two. Uh, the first one is going to be see no evil, hear no evil. Oh, what a good um, movie. Yeah, such a great movie. Um, you know, to Richard Pryor, Gene Wilder, those two are like mm-hmm. vanilla ice cream and Laurel and yeah. Hardy and it, they just they mesh together. They like Reese's peanut butter cup, you know. Um it just the, you know, one's blind, one's deaf, and they're just like looking out for one another and it's just 
just a great comedy. And then my other one is, um, and the name is escaping me right now, so you can help me because I think you've seen this movie and it has some wrestling in it. It was Leslie Nielsen and it was a parody of The Exorcist. Oh, I can't remember the name of it either, but I know exactly what movie you're talking about. (laughs) Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to look this one up. There's Dracula Dead and Loving It. There's Repossessed. There's, there you go. Yes, Repossessed. (laughs) That was just like Naked Gun, and then you had you had your commentary in there from Mean Gene and. You know, we're going to get it. And then the woman working out and her chest explodes um, and his heart meds. And he keep, she keeps showing the picture of his mom and his heart's like giving out. He's like, oh, oh. my what, one that you just made me think of. It's not on my list here, but we go back to Leslie Nielsen. Dracula Dead and Loving It's great, too. A lot would when say that's tra- one of the worst Mel Brooks movies, though. See, I love that movie though. There's so many. I there's so many. Good shit in that one movie. of his worst, and that that's my says a lot. That's my a lot. least favorite. My least favorite Mel Brooks movie is High Anxiety. Probably, I think that's my least favorite Mel Brooks movie. He had another one. I can't remember the name. It's like Doorknobs or Bed and Doorknobs or some movie weird mm-hmm. movie. I can't remember. That was one I didn't get into. And but Dracula Dead and Loving It was great. Open the door. No, wrong door. Close that door. Open the other door. They stole that joke from young Frankenstein. Put the kind of (laughs) pick. Nice knockers. Why, thank you. (laughs) Let me out. I was joking. Um, I already said Blazing Saddles was my number one number. So I guess the last one that I have on my list here of the five is also one of those comedy movies that if it's on, I watch it. Sometimes I just get out my DVD and put it on, whatever. I can watch it anytime. It's Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Oh, that's all. That's a good one. Steve Martin and John Candy. And and, and then to, I, I like to say Tommy Boy is Planes, Trains, and Automobiles' little son because Tommy Boy is essentially the same formula as Planes, Trains, and Automobiles and just as funny. But... Man, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, John Candy, Steve Martin at his best. So many great, funny scenes in that movie. And Steve Martin's scene in the movie with the rent- with the, with the car rental thing. I mm-hmm. want my effing car right effing now. And, well, and like, just, when you said Steve Martin and John Candy, that's, I mean, yeah. I haven't seen very many bad movies with Steve Martin and John Candy in them. So No, no. They're always funny. Always. Um, if you, if you uh, younger people that are listening to the show have never watched Steve Martin, if you only know Steve Martin as a actor and have never seen any Steve Martin stand up, do yourself a favor and go watch Steve Martin stand up. He has, he's so like it's it's almost a, a smart kind of funny, but he's really funny. He talks about going to France, and he's like, I went to France, and. You know what they call a a hat in France? And What's he's that? like it, it, it's like a beret. They got a word over there for everything. <laughs> it's yeah. such a funny joke. <laughs> like of course I mean, they do. There's just not very many bad Mel Brooks films and that that's why Dave Chappelle was in um Robin Hood Men in Tights and worked with him because Dave mm-hmm. Chappelle's comedy is a lot like Mel Brooks where they make fun of people. I mean, you can you could say the same about History of the World Part One. They mm-hmm. made fun of a lot of stupid people. They made fun of the Holocaust, you know, be, not to make fun of the people that went through it, but to show how stupid the Germans were, you know, and how they exactly. treated people for their beliefs and stuff like that. And I think, like I said, I think, yeah, there hasn't been very many. I mean, there's been some good comedies, don't get me wrong, but nothing and nothing like they used to be. No, um, and I think. Comedic- Comedy is a dying art. the 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 stifling of the stifling of language, the stifling of speech, is stifling comedy. And I'm not saying the stifling of hate speech. I'm saying the the overreach of those people, where that you know, yes, I want you to shut Nazis up, 
But after that, can we all just agree that sometimes things are just allowed to be funny? You know? Oh, I mean, just, if, they, all- if, if a lot of people, there are a lot of people that cannot watch the show Solar Opposites or Rick and Morty. Mm-hmm. If, have you seen Solar Opposites? I actually went, when you mentioned it um, the last time we were talking, I actually have it in my queue on Hulu. I haven't watched it yet. But, if you watch uh, it, you'll understand what the hell I'm talking about because it's a lot like how Family Guy was. And it's like a mixture of Family Guy and South Park what meets Rick and Morty, but more mm-hmm. TVMA. Like they don't blur out okay. the curse words, nothing. Mm-hmm. Now, there is no, and I agree with this, there is no racist jokes. There is no making fun of, you know, things that shouldn't be made fun of. But there's a lot of adult humor that people would have a problem with still. Mm-hmm. But it's a good show if you like adult humor. So and- go watch it because I suggest it. And if you like Rick and Morty, this is more of an adult Rick and Morty. And here's the beauty of it. If David says, go watch Solar Opposites, and you sit down and you turn it on, and five minutes in, you say, that's not for me, guess what? There are 20 streaming platforms that each have 16,000 things you can watch on it. Just don't watch it. Let the rest of us, let the rest of us enjoy what we want to enjoy. Leave us alone and go watch something else. I'm just saying, you know, I'm <laughs> just leave me alone. Let me watch what I want to watch. Let me enjoy what I want to enjoy. And you, you do you and we'll do us. You know, you know what surprises me that's not on your list? Or What's that? Tommy boy. Tommy boy. I, I, I almost count Tommy boy. Like I said, as planes, trains and automobiles, little baby. Like I, I, and you know what? I, there's a movie here I didn't mention that was on my list. I don't know how we skipped over it. Um, uh, Monty Python's Life of Brian. Oh, I like the Holy Grail better, but they're both good. Mm-hmm. And like I said, with Monty Python, I just kind of picked one because I love all the movies. I love the Monty Python Flying Circus TV show. Um, Monty Python. Yeah, sometimes the TV show at times will have British humor that I don't get because obviously I wasn't a kid in Britain in the seventies. But I mean, that's the that, same thing with the Office <laughs> over there too. Yeah, you're yeah. like, what? It's dry humor. humor. It's dry. <laughs> but yeah, up my ankles. Up my ankles. Well, there you have it, folks. Our you know, when I was younger, I hated the Holy Grail, the ending. When I was younger, because they get arrested. Mm-hmm. It's like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> what? Like the cops pull up and arrest him? Now it's hilarious. When I was younger, I'm like, what? It's kind of like Blazing Saddles, you know, when you're a kid and you're watching Blazing Saddles and then they just all of a sudden they're out of the old restaurant, then they're on a movie set. And, you know, it's, 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 it's ridiculous. But I love how they did that in Robin Hood Men in Tights, too, when Dave Chappelle yeah. got the, the sheriff and they're like, oh, sheriff? He's like, hey. It worked in Blazing Saddles. <laughs> <laughs> I love how they just kicked back to that joke and they had Dave Chappelle do it because, you know, he's very – he'll make fun of anyone. He doesn't care who yeah. you are. If you're purple, orange, green, he don't care. He's making fun of you. So. Absolutely. Well, is there anything we want to shamelessly plug before we sign off on the premiere edition of Maximum Gold here on WrestleNet Radio? Uh, I would just say, um, you know, make sure you're listening to the station. You, you can, like like Nate was saying earlier, if you don't like what we have to say, turn it off. Um, right. If you like what we have to say or if you want to, if you have disagreements and have your own opinions, you know, let us know. We'll, we, we, I love to hear everyone's opinions. Um, we're not all going to be the same or feel the same. Uh, make sure you follow the Asylum Wrestling Store. Uh, it's it's growing a lot. Um we have a lot of great guests coming up, people such as Eric Bischoff, Kurt Angle. We have our first convention in a year and a half um, on May the 15th with Ron awesome. Simmons and Lisa Marie, which is formerly known as Victoria and Tara. Uh, you know, we've got a convention in Tennessee in July. We're going to have Darby Allen virtually, and then we're going to have Lisa Marie at the table. We got another convention in, I believe, October. We're going to be with Fred Ottoman and Ottman. And if you guys don't know who that is, he was Tugboat and Typhoon and the Shockmaster who fell over. 
um, the display, which was hilarious, all because they put a plank of wood there. Yeah. Um, but now it's like a sensation, and everyone has to have his figure upside down. Um, I will tell you all to make sure that you follow all of our pages on the asylum and uh, just continue to support and make sure you listen to the We Can't Wrestle podcast. And, and if you listen to that show, make sure you have a very open opinion because the gentlemen on that show, they do speak freely and that's their right. And there might be some things you disagree with. So, but enjoy. And again, like, like we always say, fast forward or turn it off. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but let's not forget about the action figures. I wanted to bring up the action figures, the Asylum Wrestling Store. And is it Cella? Cella Toys. Uh, right now we have up for pre-order. Um, we have up uh, Dynamite Kid. and He comes with a cape and a tilde, which is great because you can put him right next to your British Bulldog. Because mm-hmm. the British Bulldog did not come with the Matilda. And, of course, Mattel releases a Bulldog with Matilda. So now a lot of people were already putting that Matilda with their Davy Boys, buying two, which is understood, because I would do the same thing. Uh, right. We're going to have uh, Hayabusa. He's coming out next. For those of you who don't know, he, you know, he definitely was a great wrestler in Japan and, and uh, was really good. Unfortunately, he passed away at 47, a very young age. So a lot of people don't. He's, he's not as over as uh, nowadays as he would have been had he continued his career or, or still been around. I think um, he would have I think he would have been a key member of ECW if he would have lived longer. Yeah. And then we have um, man, I can't I've had brain farts this I, whole show. I am uh, well, okay, I that's cool because I am so excited. I am so excited because I love Japanese women's wrestling from the 80s and 90s. Bull Nakano. I am jacked about a Bull Nakano figure. She's going to be the first. The first. They didn't make a Hasbro diva or female or woman like Elizabeth or Sherry like they should have. They didn't make a retro of any of the nowadays characters or past. And... This will be, as far as I know, unless others have made it or unless Zombie Toys is going to make it, this will be the first female retro Hasbro. I think and you're right. She held the WWF women's belt. Mm-hmm. If you want to say politically correct, everyone calls it WWE now, but I like to call it what it was. It was WWF. She put over Alundra Blaze. Yeah. For those of us that don't know, who is also known as Medusa, who we also will have on the asylum June 19th for a signing. So I'm excited, too. I think it's going to be great. And I can't wait. And I hope it sells out like crazy as soon as we put it up. Yep. I'm getting one of those, definitely. When I saw when I saw the picture, I was like, oh, I'm so excited. Um, mm-hmm. Well, David, I want to thank you for joining me on our premiere show. And apparently next week we're going to be fantasy booking some WrestleManias. So that next week's show, you might want to pack a lunch, folks. It might be a little longer. But uh, I want to thank everybody for joining us on the the debut edition of Maximum Gold. I keep I'm I'm coming to trip over that name, Maximum Gold. As I'm trying to be a broadcaster, you know, and serious and stuff. Maximum Gold. (laughs) We will see you next week, everybody. And as David said, continue to support our pages, our stations, our podcasts as we grow. And we are so excited to have you along. Have a great week, everybody.